Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, you want to build great relationships. You want to feel connected to the people you work with and live with. And given how much time we spend with people at work and how important relationships are to all of the different outcomes we want to have at work, building great relationships matters. But how can we sometimes start to feel disconnected from people we work with or live with? In today's episode, we explore something called making bids and the concept of turning towards or turning away, all to better understand how can we better emotionally connect with the important people in our life, either at work or at home. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. Feeling our feet on the ground and just letting go of whatever we were thinking or doing and just arriving in this moment. feeling our belly rise and fall and feeling our body feeling our feet contact the ground as we move we are paying attention on purpose non-judgmentally building this muscle of mindfulness So feel your belly rise and fall. And in between feeling your belly rise and fall, move to feel your seat, your bum, so to speak. So belly rise and fall and then feel your seat. Belly rise and fall. And feel your legs. Belly rise and fall and feel your torso. Belly rise and fall, feel your hands. Belly rise and fall, feel your head and neck. Again, belly rise and fall, feel your eyes. So you can just cycle for a moment watching your belly or feeling, more importantly, feeling your belly rise and fall and then move to your seat and then rise and fall and then go to legs, torso, hands, head and neck, eyes. So this is a cycle that I go through. Just one of the many little hacks that I've learned along the way. 
So feel free to do that at the start of this walk. Move from seat to legs, torso, hands, to head and neck, and then to eyes. And in between, belly rising and falling. And if your mind wanders, which it will, mine does constantly, just note that it's wandered. See if you register any judgment towards yourself. Oh, I'm doing it wrong. And just be mindful of that. And then just let both be that you've lost your train of thought and that you had a judgment. And again, just come back to belly rising and falling and then cycle through seat, legs, torso, hands, head and neck, eyes. Fantastic. Being on this path, being the last eight percenter takes courage. And that's what we're trying to do here. The courage to be exceptional. The courage to be uncomfortable. The courage to be vulnerable. The courage to speak up. The courage to take risks. The courage to fail. The courage to emotionally connect which is what we're going to talk about today. Did I mention it's great to be here with you today? It really is fantastic. So turning to our idea of the day, you want to build great relationships. You want to be connected. And we know that relationships and that emotional connection is one of the most important reasons why people stay at a company because they feel emotionally connected to the people at work same with having a best friend at work great driver of people staying so retention people giving lots of extra effort and this matters today because keeping good people is not easy there is you know, a real challenge around individuals in a good way having more power and they can choose where they work and that's a fantastic thing. But for organizations, you have to think, okay, what are the things we can do to meet the needs and expectations of our people? And a big one is emotional connection. That's what people really want. That's what we all want. The challenge is that something gets in the way of building these important relationships that many people miss. And it's the concept of making bids. B-I-D-S, bids. What does that mean? Well, John Gottman, Dr. John Gottman, one of my favorite researchers, calls bids the fundamental unit of emotional connection. They are those 
gestures that happen between two people that signal a need for interest or attention. Bids can be verbal, they can be nonverbal. And think of them as like when someone asks for feedback on a project or when they want to talk about a challenge they're facing at work. Unfortunately, many people make bids to us at work and at home and we can, without really knowing it, we can miss it. Why do we miss it? There's lots of reasons, but a lot of the time it's because we are so busy and we may not notice it or it doesn't register, especially if it's a close relationship. But if it's not a close relationship, it could be because it makes us feel uncomfortable on some level and so we avoid it. And I can tell you as a male, I see this all the time. And I know this is a gross generalization, but I see it with, you know, when males are connecting or not connecting with each other, right? So imagine two males are talking. This actually sounds like a bit of a joke. It's not a joke, but two males are talking and one of them mentions a challenge they are facing and starts to talk about how it makes them feel. In this moment, the other person can react in one of two ways. They can either turn towards or turn away. Turn towards or turn away. Turning away in this case is what I've seen a lot of amongst males, and it's not, it can be amongst females too, but where the one male person in the story feels uncomfortable on some level with this bid that's being made and quickly changes the subject or asks about something else or goes quiet. Of course, both people just feel awkward, right? That's turning away. So we either miss it or we see it, but it makes us feel uncomfortable and we don't want to feel uncomfortable. So we avoid on some level. Turning towards, on the other hand, means to see this for what it is, a bid that someone is making to connect and then being mindful and aware and responsive to the small interaction that's going on. It doesn't mean we need to do anything more, quite frankly, than just ask some questions to better understand what's going on and simply listen to the other person. When this happens, this makes the other person feel seen and heard and importantly, significantly more connected to us. When we turn towards bids, the bidder hears, the other person hears, I'm interested in you. I hear you. I understand you, or at least would like to understand you. I'm on your side. I'd like to help you, whether I can or not. And these are really big emotions that someone can feel. This is why they stay. This is why they feel connected to us if we are their manager. It's actually more profound than we think. Robin Williams, who said a lot of very interesting things about relationships, said this, and I loved this quote. He said, I basically started performing for my mother, going, love me. What drives you to perform is the need for that primal connection. When I was little, my mother was funny with me and I started to be charming and funny for her. And I learned that by being entertaining, you make a connection with another person. And this is happening all the time at work. 
but how many times do we turn away and miss that opportunity to connect? In a way, this is to me as important a last 8% situation as having those tough conversations or making that difficult decision because being connected in relationships at work has such profound consequences to performance and engagement and, you know, collaborating together in a really meaningful way towards a great project. Robin Williams again. He said, I used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone. This is why we need to pay attention to bids that are being made. The best coaches, I'm so fortunate I get to coach coaches in the NBA and Olympic uh, teams, in organizations. And those coaches who really get it, they are really mindful of those bids that are being made by their athletes, by their direct reports. We just need to be aware of it. By the way, let me give you a little bit of data around couples because it might even be easier to see this in couple relationships, which is where Gottman did his original research. So we know that happy couples turn towards their partners approximately, get this, 20 times more than couples in distress during everyday non-conflict discussions. Newlyweds who were still married six years after their wedding had turned towards each other 86% of the time while in the lab. So they studied them while newlyweds and then they followed them over time in what's known as a longitudinal study. Those who were divorced six years later, however, had only turned towards each other in the lab 33% of the time. So every time you turn towards your partner's bids for emotional connection, what you're really doing is making a deposit in what Gottman, and I think Stephen Covey borrowed this from Gottman, but what Gottman calls your emotional bank account. You add value to your account when you create and build on those small moments, those positive moments between yourself and your partner. And, and these little moments add up, reminding both of you of the feeling you have for one another and your commitment to each other. So if you find yourself lost amid the stresses and pressure of life and work, your investment in an emotional bank account diminishes the probability that these stresses will end up in some kind of catastrophic fight. Right? It acts as that buffer. It's such a beautiful thing. And it's available to all of us. And to me, being a last eight percenter means being aware of those opportunities to emotionally connect that we sometimes don't see or we sometimes avoid because we worry about, oh my gosh, it's going to make me feel uncomfortable. And so our job is to just be present. Our job is to not turn away, not run when it gets hot, but just stay present. Just ask some good questions. That's all we really need to do. So let's move to our three by three. Three mindful breaths right down to the toes, calming this body. Now move to three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for? I am grateful for my little puppy, Pippa, who I'm walking with today. You may have heard her drinking water in the background. 
of this episode in the last minute, but you might have missed that. Three things to be grateful for. And now three goals, three big rocks for the day. What do you want to get done today? Fantastic. Now take this energy and momentum and focus into the day. And really be aware of those people who make bids and and be careful or be aware of your fear of wanting to, you know, oh, I don't have time or fear of, oh, I, I don't want things, you know, oh, that sounds emotional. Instead of fear, we want to try to understand and help people feel seen and heard. Boy, that goes a long way. So as we finish another episode of walking with each other, let me finish with a Marie Curie quote. She said, nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. Let me say that one more time. She said, nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. Have a wonderful day.